beast stands and stretches, dragging its legs over the razor wire and jagged, rusty metal that form its nest. The barbs of metal poke and prod at the creature's hide, as if searching for purchase, digging for a place to cut into it, to shed blood. The creature's skin is unnaturally thick and tough. It doesn't even seem to notice the scrap that would tear a normal beast to shreds. It shakes the sleep out of its eyes, throwing lines and globs of glowing green drool this way and that. Where the drops hit the ground, they sizzle and burn into the sand and rusted metal and make up the floor of this outcropping. The creature throws its head back and lets out an otherworldly roar, and for a moment seems surprised by its own voice. It tenses its legs, takes a deep breath, and launches itself up into the air, beating its huge bat-like wings as it takes off rising over the walls of junk. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, where bird is the word, and the word never dies. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hi. Hi, Sam. Bird, bird, What's up? I was literally about to type in episode title ideas for episode 45 of Bird's Word, and then you said it, (laughs) and it was like someone just walked over my grave. (laughs) <laughs> well, I typed bird is the word and the word never dies um, right after we stopped recording. So, so it's sponsored by the trash men. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. So last time on the episode that um, we're probably once again stuck in a time warp still recording somehow. Um, our heroes busted open the door, had a long and drawn out diplomacy session with bird food where they were totally about to make friends and then Brixby was like no I'm gonna kill everybody not while Brixby is around aggroed the entire (laughs) fort Uh, bird food hit pretty hard but Clarence punched a bird to death and um, Asher broke every gun that he could find a bloody bloody battle ensued for about a year and a half and um It's actually still going on, but right now the only remaining enemies are unconscious from color spray spray or birds. And um, while the bird does canonically hate Asher, it is Asher's turn. He has this raging green spotted hawk right up in his face. All fearsome claws and jaws ready to tear him limb from limb. What does Asher do? He's in a diplomacy of bird. No, he doesn't do that. Um, instead, he is going to, full of grit and indifference, reload this broken gun right in front of the bird. Feel free to take your AOO, crit me, and kill me. That's a 12. Nice. Uh, and then, if this bird, big boss as it is, has combat reflexes, buckle up. I'm about to provoke again by shooting 
Let me just check this bird's extensive feet list. Reading, reading, reading. No, somehow it just doesn't. Firing the broken gun with the minus two penalty. It's <laughs> <laughs> a natural 19. <laughs> that so will that, hit the... even with the broken penalty, will be a 24 against touch. Yeah, that'll hit the bird. 26. Don't worry. 20. 26. 26. Yeah, got it. Yeah. You have hit the bird. For minimum damage of one. Otherwise, technically it would be zero, but you always do at least one point of damage. Uh, peek, behind, peek behind the curtain here. Uh, the bird had two HP left. Now it has one. <laughs> For the still love. If this gun wasn't broken, it would have been two. Oh, too. I was personally rooting for the gun to explode, thereby killing the bird. Yes. Oh, what a way to go. Oh. Between the bird and Asher. Yes. <laughs> kill. All right, Brixby is up. Well, uh, Brixby, who folks may remember last week, cast invisibility on himself to prevent himself from being bashed to death, is now the silent... Uh, I'm sorry, the invisible hand of death in this bird's life. Um, he reaches out invisibly and releases an acid splash. And it's a 17 on the die for 23. That'll hit the bird. For six points of damage with my sneak attack. <laughs> Becoming visible. And, and uh, Yarkus, which is the name of this hawk, Falls to the ground. It's bird lips cursing Asher's name as it bleeds to death. No. <laughs> you can jump, but you can never fly. Wait, I thought none of the smilers had lips. That cuts deeper than your claws. Uh, man, we killed Neiman and Yarkus. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to take us out of initiative because the other two remaining enemies are still unconscious for a good 18 seconds and then blinded and stunned for a while after that. And then their legs fall off and then like all sorts of weird stuff. So um, the fight's over. Congratulations. Yay. We survived. Congratulations. Blood dripping from his mouth. Uh Brixby will turn back to the group and say, should we wrap these two up as um, a present? Yes, I think that's wise. Speaking of presents, I wonder if bird food is actually still alive. Could bring him back to Siveroth. Oops. I'm definitely not trying to aim another <laughs> acid splash at him. Let me just quickly <laughs> pull out the here. ruler here. <laughs> Without a huge <laughs> sense of urgency, Asher would go by, pick up his pistol that he dropped, pick up his plus one light hammer, and then go over to bird food and make a perception check to see if it's he's still breathing. An eight total. Is that enough to see whether Breath still lives in the smiling corpse? He appears to be dead, still smiling just the same. Hmm. Well, never mind that plan. Um, Kira will summon her discarded bow to her, although she 
currently has an eye on the one from Dead Bird Food and just tie tie these guys up, purple and blue. Just uh, tape, them, tape them down to the floor, maybe, because that's funny. All right. Bixby is going to recover the wand. And um, since there were two of those human bane arrows that missed, can we roll 50% chances on recovering them? Yeah, go for it. Uh, each of them's 50% chance. Um, I rolled 60 into 69. So I think Brixby's going to scoop up these two arrows and bring them over to Kira and say, uh, you're on the business end of one of these, so I think you know what they can do. Pretty much anyone besides me and looks back at Asher for a second. Well, well who knows there, but uh, here you go. Hands them up to uh, Kira. Take them and stare at them for a little bit. Um, thanks. Thank you. Looking uh, conflicted, but um, <laughs> thanks anyway. Yeah, I just get a feeling that we're going to be. These aren't the last humans we're going to have to square off against in the scrap wall. That extra 2d6 per arrow is going to be pretty sick. Take it. Yeah, bricks will turn to Asher. I'm sorry. I saw you uh, attempted diplomacy at the beginning, but I was just so... The moment that bird attacked Kira, I just... I'm sorry. And he just kind of sits down deflated. He's pretty beat up at this point. Um, Also feeling pretty conflicted about the long, drawn-out... So here's a little throwback, a little Pyrrhic victory we had here. Um, definitely at an expense. Um, but we did make Sephiroth happy. <laughs> so, Alas, Vargas perished in the battle. <laughs> it is a great shame that my diplomacy, which could have prevented his death... Oh, Brixby Rentail, may his Kellid ghost haunt you till the end of days. Wait, never mind, he's still alive. Just sure. Collected arrows without healing him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's so funny. To say nothing yeah. of Clarence, who you guys just met, and you're just leaving there lying in a pool of blood. He punched a oh, bird I mean, for you. I have plans for a funeral pyre. Of epic proportions for Clarence. He's not oh, dead. The be. whole time he's just, I'm not he's dead. Not dead. Speaking I'm of not the dead rings. yet. I'm not. I'm actually feeling <laughs> oh, better. No, no, no. You're a hero, Clarence. Don't worry about it. This is what heroes get. <laughs> Clarence, trust us. It'll be Valhalla soon. I'm so happy. Uh, how about a wand hit for uh, for Vargas and no clan the broken? That would be much appreciated. Eight points of healing, seven nice. on the okay, dice. Okay, he is conscious. I am going to roll a couple more for you, a couple for Brixby, a couple for Kira. It's going to be great. Yay. Yay. Five more for Vargas. All right, he is at seven. And seven more oh, wait, for no, Vargas. Oh, wait, no, he's at nine. I can't count. Oh, wait, no, he's at seven. I added seven because my brain said he's going to be at seven so i hit the wrong number nice and then i healed you for seven for the third oh nice i mean he's Ooh. at half now That's well i just hit a max nine on oh 
this fourth one. Okay, yeah. Well, now he's 30 out of 35, so he's good. Cool. Uh, closer, closer. well, kind of equidistant between Brixby and Kira. Well, he'll, he'll take a five-foot step up to, to Brixby first, because he's already healed Kira once this combat. Yeah, she's fine. Eight for Brixby. Oh, yeah. Uh, only four on the second one. All right, I am currently at 14 of 32. I could take another. I got a nine again. Nailed it. On the oh, seventh. Yeah. How's Brixbo looking? Uh, that would put me at 23, which is good enough for me right now. Cool. Stepping over to Kira then. Seven. Nice. Six. And six. That should be plenty. I've totally forgotten how to type seven. That was ten charges off the wand. <laughs> and then old Clarence, I didn't forget about you. He'll uh, kneel down and do a lay on hands for three. Yeah, he's still down. And then I'm going to save one emergency lay on hands for myself uh, and do a wand hit <laughs> for eight. All right, he's back up. Did I get him? Did I get the bird? You did so good. Yes, bird puncher. You did. Do you want to join our team? Bards will sing for ages of your avian violence. I'll hear it for bird puncher. Hip hip. Hooray. 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 Well then. Who's bird puncher? I'm Clarence. You, well, you are. No, Clarence died in this battle. Oh, no. Bird puncher remains. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I gotta tell my mom. Oh. Arise. <laughs> no. Perhaps you should take your seat on this throne as the rightful ruler of the Steelhawks. I didn't see Severoth come and join us in this battle. It is you who reigns. No, I guess we should probably go back. Yeah. Uh, well, Kira's digging through her bag already for the appropriate bird puncher sticker. <laughs> you got the last one. It's <laughs> just a picture of a fist hitting a bird. Also, if we don't go back, uh, Severoth is going to stab <laughs> us with a inordinately long sword. Yeah, I don't know about... Um, well, we should go back to Severoth, right? Let her know that uh, we won, right? I yeah, but gather your trophies. Grab those birds. Let everyone know your your count, your kill count. He just throws them over his shoulder. <laughs> Three Walks dead out, hops. two of them by the like <laughs> feet, the necks. Uh, this is a terrible vegan conversation. In blood and feathers. It looks like I'm gonna steal some hawks. <laughs> and then he throws on some sunglasses. <laughs> and won't get fooled again, starts playing. Yeah, no, I literally, I was going to ask him. I'm, I'm really sad that he died before. I was like, did you have the hawks before? And it was just like a good fit between the smilers. Or did you get them after because of the steel hawks thing? No, I, I mean, the, the birds, they came with bird food, but I, maybe they put bird food in charge of the steel hawks because they thought it would be like, you know. It's just good branding. Yeah, yeah I mean, good. it makes sense. It's <laughs> yeah. appropriate. If he wasn't like an awful cannibal. I mean, have you seen our jackets? <laughs> well, 
serious yeah. about Brandon. I can't wear a jacket. I kind of yeah. shirtless is like my thing. Uh, sure. <laughs> We're looking into having hats made. Do you want a hat? I could do a hat, yeah. <laughs> We're all cowboy hats like this one. Natural tip is. While he goes to investigate any magical gear. Oh, there is all sorts of good stuff. There are a total of four of those magical arrows, including the two that Brixby recovered. Those are plus one human bane arrows. Um, there is a bird food's armor was magical studded leather. And uh, his composite longbow is also magical. There's also four long swords, 22 silver discs, 169 gold pieces, three doses of Pepto, three masterwork leather armors, uh, eight masterwork bucklers, and five masterwork studded leathers. I don't need anything off of this. Um, I think it would be tight for Kira to take the bow with the arrows. Oh, she's taking the bow. But I don't know if anyone needs this leather, Asher. Hmm. I'm trying to see if that's better than my uh, masterwork chain shirt or not. I'm looking at that well, right now. What is your like arcane spell failure with those things? Uh, I have nothing for light armor because I'm a mage. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. I like never play that class. Yeah, when I hit level, I think six, I get it for medium armor too. No spells failure chance. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Plus one studded leather is, uh, I think, a four. Um, four. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it is a four, but it has a higher max dex and it has no armor check penalty, which my current thing does. So if no one else wants that, I might take that and then sell my chain shirt. Yeah, I like my plus one chain shirt. You could totally have it. Yeah. Yeah, see, my chain shirt's only a masterwork. Just to clarify for uh, for new listeners, that arcane spell failure thing that sometimes comes with armor, that's that's a... Mm-hmm. You fail in casting a spell? Totally. So uh, different forms of armor are going to have this. They're all going to be percentile-based. Um, this has been around for a little while in the D&D system. Um, but like, basically the idea is, uh, you know, generally mages are unarmored or wear bracers of armor or whatever. Although there are, and there are some classes, divine casting classes that don't have to worry about it at all. But arcane casters, mm-hmm. when wearing armor, unless there is a spell, uh, sorry, a class feature that prevents uh, spell failure from happening, have to roll anything from a five to a, 50% chance, maybe even higher with some other forms of armor. Um, but like every form of armor has a little spell failure chance. So every time you roll for a spell to go off, you have to roll this percentile. If it falls below that, your spell fails and fizzles. For Blood Ragers specifically, um, in their armor proficiency, it says they can cast spells in light or medium armor without incurring the normal spell failure chance. Yeah, so it's like a mavis. So you fall into the same situation where you have a class exception. I think it's really just Mm -hmm. like wizards, arcanists, um, bards, and... Sorcerers. Sorcerers, yeah, Yeah. of course, the other. And also, isn't it only if the spell has a somatic component? Like, don't ones that are verbal only not matter? Yeah, it only matters for the movements, the idea being the armor gets in the way. Yeah, it that gets in sense. the way of you like moving your arms around. Yeah, totally. Which is why it's worse for like heavier armor that's going to restrict your movement more. Mm-hmm. I think witch might also, or maybe it's just not proficient. I don't know. Whatever. It's probably <laughs> yeah, witch too. No. 
probably which two, but yeah, anything that casts arcane spells that does not have a class thing will have to roll if you have a somatic component to a spell. That is the concise, all of our knowledge is together, the more you know. Yeah, that was really helpful for uh, for new listeners. Thank you, Zach. Stay the new listeners. Good job. Really appreciate you, new listeners. <laughs> so at this point, you have um, either killed or chased away or taken prisoner everyone who was in the Hawk Palace. Um, you basically took a direct line from the entrance to the throne room. And um, what do you want to do? You've got run of the place. You could start a gang and take up ownership. We look over and Kingsley is already on the throne. Just clacking. <laughs> Clarence, you know what? what's behind this door? I mean, um, that used to be Vergio's, um private bedroom. So, I mean, I, I assume bird food was living there. Um. All right, Brix is going to move over, and he's going to check that door for traps. That's a natural one for a 10. 11, if it's a high-tech trap, because bird food seems like that type of guy. Seems like it might be a dangerous door, but you're, <laughs> you might be willing to risk it. I have my freshly 22 hit points. Sorry, 23 hit points. I am going to attempt to open the door. Is it locked? It is not locked. All right. Bricks opens the door. Um, the opening the door reveals a bedroom that contains a, a bed and a desk and a dented metal locker. Everything looks like it's jury-rigged together, furniture made out of pieces of other pieces of furniture. Uh, there are several perches, and there is hawk poop everywhere so it's it smells a little bit and it's a little bit gross (laughs) he's like uh what is it the brown wizard from uh, he's radagast Radagast. Radagast, yeah Yeah. that's exactly what i'm imagining is like (laughs) um so brixby you know stepping gingerly around the piles of droppings um invites the rest of the party Uh, i think there's a lodgings back here there might be something else maybe commence a search of the room. Perhaps he left a detailed journal as to his relationship with the Smilers and the Lords of Rest and hopefully weaknesses of Hellion. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like combing through this room um, there's not much of interest but there there is a, a dented metal locker. Um, looks like the type of thing that would have um, if he's got anything valuable he's probably got it stashed in there alright Bricks will wander over to the old lockery um, I guess check to see if it's trapped that's a 10 on the die for a 19 nah it doesn't appear to be trapped alright is it locked nah it looks looks like it's just uh, stuck oh uh, Brixby at the ready, pulling out his Masterworks Thieves tools, just noticing that this thing is sort of just jammed. Um, he's going to turn back towards the party. Hey, Big Stuff. Um, I need a specialist with your set of skills. Do you want me to hit it? Yeah, Stuck. You could either okay. just whap it or maybe pull it open or 
strong guy style, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah, totally strong guy style. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Just gonna, is it, can I tell, is it open? I'm just, I'm just gonna wiggle it really hard. I'll do a strength check. Seventeen on the die plus plus my mod. Yeah, twenty-one. Ah, oh, yeah, you break the door off. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, in inside this dented metal locker, you find looks like a pretty serious amount of money. Uh, some silver discs, uh, battery. There's a wand in there. Looks like a oh. scroll. Um, a nice-looking hand crossbow, um, and some bolts in there. A white access card because everywhere's got to have white access cards, and a weird red cylinder. Odd. Um, so, do you want spell checks and possibly knowledge engineering from us? That sounds reasonable. Throw a spell check because I know that my friend Asher is also very good at the old knowledge engineering. Spellcraft. That's a not today. Dirty twenty for my spellcraft. You're looking at a wand of grease with eleven charges, a scroll of sound burst, and seven plus one bolts for that hand crossbow. <laughs> um, and I assume it's a medium sized hand crossbow, right? It is indeed. But those bolts could now, be for used you, for you. Would that be a light guy. crossbow for bricks? Well, I still have a hand crossbow from the Yasoki that's small, so I could theoretically oh, yeah. use these little bolts for it, right? The bolts, yeah. yeah, the bolts are compatible. Okay, cool. So that's that. That would be interesting to me then, since it doesn't really seem like anybody else would want that. Um, and uh, I guess I'll throw a knowledge engineering at that too, just to be. I rolled a two on the die for a 13, matching my friend Asher. Buds. <laughs> well, uh, you're looking at a weird uh, cylind- red cylindrical vi- device with a nozzle on one end and a handle on one side. You can't make heads or tails of this thing. Probably not a fire extinguisher, though. Uh, um, I was going to say fire extinguisher. There's no such thing in Galarian. Maybe tomorrow we could take another look at it. At least that's how spellcraft works. I have technomancy. Like, tomorrow I can prepare technomancy and we can just... Because it gives you a plus 10 on your knowledge engineering to figure out what something is. Um, it's just a level 1 spell, so I'm not of them. We'll figure it out. I am. Does a 17 engineering get anything? Uh, with a 17 engineering, you're looking at a fire extinguisher. <laughs> As At least a st- our Kellid friend knows. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the uh, technology-hating barbarian shoves you out of the way and goes, "I know what that is." <laughs> it's only one of the best pieces of technology you can find. As a standard action, you can activate a fire extinguisher, creating a 15-foot comb of misty vapor that swiftly extinguishes fire within its area effect. Against magical fire effects, such as those created by Wall of Fire, the fire extinguisher only extinguishes the part of the larger effect the vapor comes directly in contact with. Continual magic flames are suppressed for six rounds before they automatically reignite. 
To extinguish an instantaneous fire effect or spell, the wielder must use a readied action with the fire extinguisher to counter the effect. So you can like, counter a fireball <laughs> with this. <laughs> this can cancel the entire effect, provided the source of the effect is in the extinguisher's area of effect. I think that's super cool. Um, that is yeah. cool. <laughs> also, when used against a creature of the fire subtype, um, the fire extinguisher does cold damage. Um, basically, as a cone effect. <laughs> I like to think he looks at this and goes, you know, I don't know how I know what this is, but I feel like this would have been very useful to me maybe about 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh, no. Just dark. touches the side of his face. And like, <laughs> Looking specifically like under the, the mattress and the pillow, kind of just searching around the bed, nothing turns up? Nah, I mean, you've got some personal effects from bird food, but it looks like literal bird food and just gross stuff. Man, we are rolling in dough. I'm just looking at how much money we got in these last two rooms alone. <laughs> yeah, we should open a bakery. <laughs> you could open a library. I already work at one in real life. I'm not going to do that in the game. I'm just too. saying it's for the youth. Escapism. For the, do it <laughs> for on, the youths. The poor youths. They need things to do. All right. Uh, it seems it's time to bring our uh, captives back to Sephiroth. All right, and you're going to haul the captives back to the entrance hall to scrap wall, basically? Yeah, I like this idea of us walking in in handcuffs and then us walking out with them in handcuffs. We weren't really prisoners at all. Well, you passed by in, in orc patrol as prisoners. Now you're coming back with prisoners. <laughs> Just normal scrap wall things, it seems. Yep. Just the tip of the hat. Just keep walking. All right. I guess let's get out of here. And um gonna pop us back over to Scrapwall entrance. So um yeah, Clarence will lead you back in and you get a bunch of stairs as you escort a smiler and a um beaten up orc from the Lords of Rust uh, into the Steelhawks entrance hall where Severoth is waiting for you. Um, she'll clap her hands and almost smile and uh, say, uh, Wow! <laughs> and you brought Clarence back! That's, uh, that's very impressive. Congratulations, or thank you. I'm not sure which one I should be saying. I mean, frankly, Clarence brought us back. Obviously, I mean. Reaches up, just grabs a muscle. Also, we're not calling him Clarence anymore. He's, um... Bird, bird puncher? Because I, I punched birds. Clarence died in that melee. <laughs> I don't like you saying that. That it doesn't feel great. <laughs> it's a good thing. It, Would you prefer Hawk Slayer? No, it's just that saying that I died. Like, I didn't. You didn't. Clarence did. The weakness in you died. And its oh, name was Clarence. But that's my name. <laughs> bird <laughs> puncher. He makes eye contact. I don't understand. Anyways, this. we're back. <laughs> right, yeah. We brought him. He was successful. Well, all right. So, uh, <laughs> I guess, what is it that you want from me? I mean, you, you certainly gave me 
what I wanted and got my gang back. And uh, by now you've probably made a little bit of a reputation for yourselves around Scrapwall. So, uh... And we've made some friends, haven't we, right? Right. Yeah, and now our friends have a gang. I think that's... Hold on. And then we do a patented VC4 huddle, I would like to think. I think we've done this more than once where we just straight up huddle right in front of anybody that we're... We did it to Seth, at least, I think. Um, Maybe to Sandville, too. <laughs> in the warehouse. Five feet away, speaking in Soto Voce, like stage whispers that can still yeah. hear us. We got but. Clarence in the huddle with us. <laughs> no, Clarence is joining the huddle. Come I don't even puncher. belong in here. Come on, bird puncher. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think we have... We just want the favor Seth shows of the up and she joins the huddle. <laughs> oh my God. Get rope. That's what you want is rope. Yeah. Oh, she's gone. Oh, you suck. Oh. Um, so we do just mostly want the, uh, the favor of the gang, correct? We need to be able to move through scrap wall unimpeded and unchallenged. Having the favor of one of the local gangs is the best way to do that, right? Is that a question for your group or for several? Yeah, no, for the group. <laughs> it sounds right. Brex nods. Well, is it is it ill-advised to be honest about our intentions to seek out Alien? Maybe we don't need to offer that information just right up top. And then if, we ask, if we're asked about it, we can... Um, then lie. Well, perhaps we can we could simply inquire as to where the Lords of Rust are located. That would be good to know, and also perhaps if she knows anything about Dinvaya. That's wise, yeah. I I would think that friendship and information are the best things we can get from this. I would agree with Asher that maybe we hold off on mentioning Hellion, or sorry, Kira, that we hold up on mentioning Hellion. Perhaps just the Lords of Rust, as Asher said, because I imagine she has no love for them. Um, and yeah, let's, let's unload these love bombs so we can get that rod, y'all. Yeah, it's encumbering. That was like a 30 pound binder of love bombs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we turn back to her and go, your friendship, and perhaps a bit of information, but as you know, seems that friends are the most valuable thing you can have inside these walls here. Sure, sure. Uh, what is it you want to know? He'll look to Asher. Well, we're curious. We, we've heard about the Lords of Rest coming to power. I know the Steelhawks have... Hawk Palace as their base of operations. If we were to try and steer clear of the Lords of Rust, where should we avoid in town? Well, there's no way to avoid them entirely, but they, uh, they had the Smilers doing their dirty business, as you saw. And, uh, the Smilers are up on the, the north, uh, northwest side of Scrapwall. And then the Scrapmaster's Arena would be the base of operations now for the Lords of Rust. And that's basically, that's the whole northern middle of Scrapwall. And they've, they've carved off a huge chunk of the place for themselves. And then they got 
the thralls i think are also part of them and that's basically the southeast so anywhere you go (laughs) there's loads of rust these days well that's quite a change oh yeah it used to be Steelhawks territory was the biggest, then maybe uh, Red Tooth Raiders. And the Smilers were just a little gang of nobodies. The Thralls, and they're weirdos from underground, but they didn't bother anybody too much. We had a kind of equilibrium going. The Lords of Rust screwed it all up and they consolidated power. Yes, that's. I could see how that would be problematic. Have you heard of a half-elven woman named Invaya around? Uh, a friend of ours is looking for her to inquire about her well-being. Ah, uh, Invaya. Uh, name doesn't sound familiar. Well, it's possible she was going by an alias. I've heard people do that sometimes, and that's all I'll say on the matter. But she is a half-elven woman who looks like this description. Apparently rather attractive <laughs> earlobes, something along those lines. Yeah. Didn't mention also maybe that she's a cleric of Bry. Yes. Is also a cleric of Bry. Ah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for one, I ain't dealt with her myself, but from what I hear, uh, she's a crazy woman. She lives up north in a, a dead-end gorge. Between here and Smiler's territory, but uh, I wouldn't go near her if I were you. She doesn't take well to visitors. We have a present. <laughs> How does she treat visitors exactly? I mean, from what I've heard, if you got a present for her, she'll take it off your corpse. Oh, see, we're currently alive, but we'll be happy to <laughs> deliver it anyway. Sure, I mean, you you took out bird food. You got nothing to worry about. As long as she doesn't have hawks. That's fine. What about you, my companions? Do you have questions for our new friends? I mean, I think eventually I want information on the Etten, the troll, and the forearm dude. Because um, we've already revealed that we don't like the Lords of Rust. So, and I just want to, sorry, I might have missed this because I was fighting with Hero Lab. I know the Thralls are in the southeast, but the Smilers are in the northwest. That's what you said? Yeah. And, and she um, shakes her head and she says, Look, I'll, I'll draw up a map for you. I'll, I'll tell you where everybody is. That's super helpful. Thank you. I'm sorry. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Right. Did I miss if there was more elaboration when she said weirdos underground? Uh, those were the, uh, the thralls is what she called them. Oh, that was the thralls. Okay. Yeah. As you uh, say, that's not more whatchamacallums, is it? So, Seth uh, people. Uh, Smiler's territory in the northwest, and, the, and what's what's listed as the chapel is the chapel where she lives. Uh, that so we're discussing. Yeah, that's marked off where the crazy woman lives. They they call it the Clockwork Chapel, but uh, it's just at the end of a dead end gorge over there. Uh, Bricks turns back to the group. Seems this is on the way for us. Might be a good stop to get started. How does everybody else feel? I think we should drop off the poems and see if she likes them. (laughs) (laughs) What time of day is it? 
Um, I would say it's probably early um, afternoon or mid-afternoon probably by now. I mean, you set off from across the river in the morning, but done a fair bit of tromping around. Probably burned the better part of the day. I just wasn't sure. Um, Resource-wise, it sounded like a lot of our spells are gone. I'm down to one lay on hands. I'm not saying we have to call it a day, but maybe not seeking out uh, a fight when we're not at our uh, peak. Yeah, I only have one level one spell left. Pretty far from my peak right here, coach. Perhaps we do seek out in Vianne. Return. I wonder, friend Severoth, whether there's a room amongst either here or Hawk Palace where we could safely rest from time to time during our stay here. And she sighs and says, uh, well, uh, I'm gonna be relocating to, to Hawk Palace, so for the time being at least, uh, yeah, you can feel free to crash here, but don't make a habit of it. Not at all, you're very kind. Thank you. We've got beds over there, you, you've seen them. I would agree with you, Jeff. It's definitely, it's time to rest. After a battle like that, oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel very drained. I mean, I don't mind popping by Clockwork Chapel. Yeah, first. no, I'm, I'm down to try it out. I don't think it'll end, to a, end in a fight, um, especially if we have Asher leading and, and, and not Brixby just firing off. Yeah, Asher is going to, for the time being, uh, have his uh, auto grapnel out and have holstered both of the, uh, stowed away the broken pistols. Uh, would rather try with that than the uh, Inferno pistol, considering it doesn't run on batteries for some cool, cool sci-fi reason. Uh, so we'll just we'll just have that out for the old D one Hundo if it comes up in combat. Uh and yeah. We can uh I don't know, go see a crazy lady. I'm down. Let us reunite lovers of old. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um Nothing else you wanted to know from Severoth before you pack up and head out? Um, is there any more information that we haven't gotten on the Lords of Press? Like, we know the generals. We know the, the leader, the orc lady who runs it with the cool sword. Um, yeah. I think that's all we've heard so far, right? Can she elaborate on that? Can she give us any more information about the Etten, the troll, or the forearm guy, or what's her name, Kolgara? Kalgara, yeah. Um, well, she, she can say, uh, yeah, well, the the troll, the, <laughs> her name's Helskog, and she's, uh, they kind of use her as the face of the, the gang. She's front and center at the um, gang are at the entrance to their hideout in the event that they're actually hiding out but mostly uh, she 
runs the fights in the Scrapmaster Arena. So, somebody wants to challenge the Lords of Rust, they usually challenge her. And then she rips their heads off, and that's the end of that. Scrapmaster's Arena, is it always single combat? Nah, they got all sorts. They'll do team fights, and she, she's got this, like, it's like a cart, but, like, ogres pull it around. So, like, they drag her around, and she stands up on the cart, and she'll shoot you with a gun. She'll jump off and rip off your head. <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, you gotta, you should... It, honestly, I pay money to see you guys fight her, but uh, she killed a lot of you. Um, but I don't mean like I'd pay money to see you guys die. I just mean that it would be quite a show. And you know, um, who would you be paying? Oh, you gotta pay. You pay the Lords of Rust now because they control it. Uh, they got this goblin. Who uh, handles like the box office? He does an announcements. Uh, he's a lot, but he's just a guy. He he takes the money for him, and they they stash that away. You know, it's it's a whole big thing. It's a one of the last things left of the old version of Scrapwell. But what about the Red Tooths? Uh, I'm surprised you don't know who Red Tooth Raiders are. Being a Yasoki yourself. Wow. Wow. You can't just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's incredibly offensive. Uh, Super awkward. Listen, where I'm from, all Yusoki look up to Red Tooth. I don't know about other Yusoki from beyond the walls here with your fancy other (laughs) role models. I don't know. Looking up to Rats Man McGee or something. All right, Brixby draws his rapier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rat Man McGee is a saint. <laughs> no, <laughs> say something bad about him, I dare. Oh man, Paladin of Rat Man McGee at next level, multi-class. <laughs> I'm coming for it. All right, well, good to know. Um, I've maybe heard of some of their sorts. Leaving shit at home, coming back, but less worried. How do they feel about the uh, Lords of Roost? I mean, I ain't talked to them about it, but I assume they hate them. It's been eating into their ranks, eating into their territory, and screwing everything up for everybody who was doing well before. If we were to, uh, well, say approach diplomatically unlike our interaction with bird food do you have any advice on um how we might go about that well uh and i'd say uh, the main people they hate is the smilers so you get yourselves a reputation for going after the smilers that red tooth might come looking for you well maybe spread the word then that uh we made bird food, bird food. I'll see what we can do. I'd like to think that we dragged him outside <laughs> so there's some ironic pigeons eating him sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, you gotta understand, in Scrapwall, so much of what you can do is uh, it's based around your scrap worth, your reputation. When people, when they've heard of you, when they're scared of you, it opens doors. 
Well, we're good at doing scary things and opening doors. Isn't that right, big stuff? Yeah, I'm very scary. Um, I've got like a plus 10 to intimidate. Not that that means anything here. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, and Torch, that's, that's how they read. Intimidation. It's, I mean, I, I think it's rather to the point. I appreciate that. Uh, what about the thralls? What do they hate the most? And or, and or how do they feel about the Lords of Rust? I mean, just about everybody hates the Lords of Rust, but we just kind of get by. Ain't nobody can challenge them. Who leads the thralls these days? I don't know if anybody does. I mean, they've never been the most approachable type. But uh, last I heard, uh, they they got it worse than we did when the Lords of Rust started both dozing people and uh, they tore them apart. I don't know if there's much anything left of them. I see. Thank you. Uh, Bricks doesn't have any more questions. Um. Vargas, Kira, anything you want to know before we rest? Oh, sorry, before we go to the cathedral. Kira's sitting cross-legged on the floor reading love poems. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Vargas, where is Vargas? Oh, I put him in the bed in the other room. Uh... (laughs) But, assuming he's still in here, he, honestly, I'm not sure he would really have any questions. The only thing he would really be interested in knowing is who's here, where are they located, who's in charge, and that's already all been asked by Bricks. So I guess we head on out. Looking real tough (laughs) as we do it. Scrap worth. Do the dramatic walk. Asher just shoots a bird when we walk outside. (laughs) It's really just... Drill it in there. Sorry. With the grappling hook. (laughs) (laughs) Just yank it out of the sky. Oh my god. Pulls it into another bird. (laughs) Hold on, it's a full round action to operate. (laughs) Alright, we're heading out. To the clockwork chapel. Tip his hat at Clarence as they walk out. (laughs) I'll see you later. Cheer up, bird puncher. Your scrap worth is on the rise. So it's about um, and meandering your way through the uh, different corridors and passageways leading up to the north. You see, like some people in their makeshift huts, and other people like climbing up on the walls, scavenging. Uh, but for the most part, these people just avoid you. They they seem like they got their own business going on. And it's close to a mile before you find yourselves in this gorge that's really just like a narrow passage through the uh, walls of scrap, getting close to the one side of the place. And um, the gorge, gorge narrows down to like you've got 30 feet foot high walls of garbage and only 10 feet to walk. And eventually you start hearing the tumultuous sounds of metal grinding on metal. And you see up ahead a constantly churning, grinding wall of gears blocking off uh, your passage further uh, where this um, narrow alleyway opens up but directly in front of you and it's just like a whole wall except directly in front of you in the center of the wall two larger gears sit motionless uh, right at ground level uh, where one might expect to see a pair of doors. Asher looked to Brixby. 
say, that is really cool. <laughs> I mean, most of this place is junk, but that's just very... I like this place. Let's uh, take a look at these doors, maybe. Do you want us to throw an engineering at these doors? Um, engineering or perception. <gasps> throw an engineering because it's better for me. Uh, canonically, Kira is still clutching this book of uh, sonnets to your chest. I rolled a 15 for a 26. Ooh. That's a Next. nat 20. Sorry. <laughs> Perception. Um, at plus 9 for a 29. Yep. Here I was feeling real good about my natural 19 for 28 engineering. I never get to roll any, well, anything outside of No, battle. it's great. I'm happy for you. Like, I'm happy for you. Man, I'll just say about that. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> for you, period. Well, um, looking at this wall of gears, Zach, Zach, yeah. Zach's in the game now. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Uh, Brixby and Asher um, look at all the different mechanisms involved, and it looks like if you even tried to touch the parts of the wall that are moving, um, it could probably grind your hand up, and you have to... It would suck, basically. But the part that's moving, it's definitely a set of doors. Looks like they're made out of iron. Um... Uh, they seem to be locked, and it looks like maybe they could be forced open, um, but they are big chunks of metal, and maybe you could unlock them, uh, working through like some hidden mechanisms. But while you're analyzing the machine involved, uh, Kira, off to the side, finds a, a little switch uh, built into ground level, almost partly buried, um, that um, looks like it could just deactivate and open the doors. Hey, does this look like something? Oh, that's brilliant. You're brilliant. Oh my god, thank you. Yes, it looks like a switch, although it's partially buried. Um, I also threw a 12 at a knowledge religion because I wanted to see if I could remember any, like, I know that they're usually phrased as aphorisms, but like sayings or anything else that's sort of briar-related that we could sort of calm her down with, maybe write off. None of us are really followers of Bri, but she's cool. I think she's cool. I, I think the rest of us think she's cool. She's pretty cool. So, pretty cool. do I get an aphorism or anything else from that? I mean, you know, she's the Whisper in Bronze, um, or the Bronze Lady. Um, trying to think if there are any aphorisms, and by think, I mean consult Pathfinder Wiki. I know what they are. I have them written down. Oh. They might be for my alternative. Need spawns uh, invention, but imagination gives ride to need. Question proposed test. Invention is immortality and share what you know, which are all really good things. I like all of those things. Um, but I was thinking just if I could really hold on to that one question proposed test in particular, that's the one that Brixby is going to hang on to for now. Um, as we maybe enter in. Flick and open the, uh, or flick the switch and the gears roll back, revealing a sort of antechamber uh, with a weird shaped wall, uh, all built to the same clockwork stuff. Now, now that you're on the inside, uh, beyond that mechanism of all interconnected gears, it looks like this is an oversized clockwork 
me mechanism that has to be manually wound at, at some periodic interval. Like somebody comes in here, winds up the wall, and keeps it churning and generating noise. And it doesn't, as far as you can tell, it doesn't actually do anything but present a wall of gears. And beyond that, you have another much more mundane looking wall. Wall or door? A door, rather, yes. Let's knock. Yeah, I'm down. Asher, you want to take the lead? Sure. Asher will knock and say, We have come for a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Joram Kite. We mean you no harm. Could we speak to you and deliver a gift from him? And there's no response. Even with my 17 diplomacy. Can I can I aid by reading one of the sonnets? <laughs> <laughs> Go Just for it. Terribly. Oh um, <laughs> your eyes shine like like earlobes in the moonlight. And maybe Kira's not great at performance, but she can read. And we'll just call the. Oh, not. No, she can't. That's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the game? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. For those of you at home, there is now a token of Zach's face from and moments he looks ago. so sad. It's so sad. He really <laughs> looks, looks very sad. He's surrounded by birdseed and he's just in consternation. Oh, no. Writing I know. I'm going to just be a sheep the dog. face you're making when I took the screenshot, but it honestly works out perfect for how I imagine you'd look if you were suddenly teleported into scrap wall. <laughs> Hello, adventurers. Would you like any vegan snacks? <laughs> Switch that back to Vargas because that joke is done. Um, yeah, there is no response from beyond the door. Does the door appear to be locked in the lightest checking of the lock? Um, it doesn't seem to be locked, no. All right, I'm going to take a quick perception to see if there's any traps before we proceed just in case we do want to go through this door without letting, or being let in, rather. So 15 for a 24, 25 if it's high-tech or mechanical. Yeah, you don't see any traps on this door. Uh, there are no wards, guards, or traps on the door. We can continue to shout, or we can try to enter in. What do you guys think? Maybe we can shout that we're entering in, just to avoid a surprise. Oh, I can keep reading poetry. Loudly. Yes, please. We should still be cautious on our way in. They did mention that she was, I believe they said, crazy. We haven't heard a response. I hope you're all right and haven't fallen down or something. <laughs> We're going to, to come in now. Again, our friend Joram Kite sent us. We're very capable, but we're, uh, we, we mean you no harm. Asher would open the door. As you open the door, it reveals a slightly larger cog-shaped room with um, eight different little alcoves. Looks like there's a couple of doors. And there are five statues of Bry um, oh, no. occupying five of the alcoves here. Now they're all built from bits of machinery and um, scrap metal. But four of them look like very um, professionally done kind of statues, like an artist made them. And then one of them 
looks like it was cobbled together from bits of garbage and junk and uh, much more so than the others. And this last one that looks like junk lurches to life. Oh, no. <laughs> as you um, enter the room and um, takes one staggering, creaking step towards you. I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Ah. <laughs> it's got a furnace. It's like a whole darn... Oh, wow. Truly got a sin. <laughs> well, uh, on the plus side, I think a lot of you are going to beat it in initiative. Uh, what is Brixby's initiative? Brixby rolled a 10 for a 13. All right. And how about Asher? Uh, 16 plus 4 for a dirty 20. Nice. And Vargas? Uh, Vargas is also a 20 with an 18 plus 2. And Kira? I got a 13 too, but um, off an 8. I was just excited because we all got the same numbers. What did you get total? 13? 13, um, yeah, with a 5 bonus. All right. Well, this creature got a 0. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast um so asher is up first yeah asher who does canonically have his slow firing auto grapnel on his person <laughs> uh that's that's a thing that i have and i'm pulling up right now yeah he is going to just roll a d100 as he goes to pull the trigger on this bad boy <laughs> um you actually don't need to Roll the D100 unless you uh, roll a natural one. Oh, that was a super cool... I guess last time we played it, I did the D100 first. Um, yeah, last time, if it's the first time it's used in a long time, then you have to oh. do it, but you fired it a couple days ago. So. What a waste of a 96. Uh, that is going to be a dirty 20. Dirty 20, where is my stat block? Uh, we'll hit. Nice. This does a D8 plus 6. Max uh, 14, which uh, after he fires, he probably should have done it before. Would it be uh, an engineering role to learn about this thing? Or is it going to be one of those cool arcana things? Yeah, it's actually arcana. Yeah, I had a feeling. He looks at it and doesn't know exactly what it is, but he shot it with a grappling hook. Um, does that count as adamantine or no? I don't believe it does. Okay, what was the total damage again? 14. Oh no, it is an adamantine spike. Sorry, yeah, sorry it is. I was thinking of the gargoyle, but that's because he had magic and adamantine. Yes, this is a small adamantine spike. 14 points of damage. Nice. All right, Vargas is up. It is lodged in the in the creature. <laughs> he is roughly entirely out of range spells unless he wants to use acid splash and do no damage. So he is going to actually you know what he's not going to go that far because it's going to move towards us eventually. He is going to go about twenty five feet to the west towards it. And then he is going to burn an arcane point to recast a long arm. And that is his turn. Alright. And Kira is up. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm still too far away to actually get a real attack. But I 
do have a handy bow now, again. So Kira's going to move closer, like west. And for the audience who couldn't see, I, just, I did just point to my left, which is west probably, depending on your orientation and mine. I'm gonna go ahead and move up. Well, let's see, 30 feet right up next to Vargas. 30 feet just ahead of Vargas. And as she does, she will pull out her new composite bow. Yay, and hope that I've entered this correctly into Hero Lab. Okay, um, 17 to hit, does that sound right? 12 on the die plus five. Uh, 17 will clang off of the golem. Or Eight. off of the, I didn't say golem, you said golem. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Oh crap, I forgot to do an arcana check on my turn. Uh, oh well. well, and now we're never using that bow again. Golem! <laughs> Brixby is up. Um, all right, so first Brixby's going to throw his Arcana check at it. Unfortunately, four on the die just for a 15. Um, a 15, I think, will identify this creature as a junk golem, a walking rubbish uh. heap, roughly man-shaped creature that barely seems able to hold itself together. But it's not enough Same. to get any questions. Um... All right, and uh, this uh, grease wand, is it level? Is it like the minimum level? Yeah. Is it like level one? It's not specified, okay. so yeah. So if you want to roll a, a 13 or a reflex save for me. Oh, I got a seven on the reflex. Ooh, buddy. You've been greased. <laughs> cool. Yeah, you failed. So you have you've failed. You have fallen prone um, you can walk through an area of grease uh, at half normal speed with a DC 10 acrobatics check. Failure means you can't move and then you fell you're prone buddy. I will say that that means that these four squares back here are all greased because I tried to position it right there. Greasy greasy squares That's Brixbo's turn Alright which brings us to the junk golem and he seems to basically be incorporating chunks of himself that broke off uh, when he was shot. Reincorporate into him. Looks like he's, it's kind of repairing itself. And it is down on the ground, which is nice for it. So what is it going to do? What is it going to do? So, it fell to the ground, right? And um, it looks like it's barely holding together. It's gonna break up into a whole bunch of tiny pieces. And these tiny pieces all spread out over a 10 by 10 square. And now there's just like this swarm of tiny little robots. Oh, no. All teeming and climbing over each other. They're gonna, as a group, I don't know, can a swarm be prone? I don't think a swarm can be prone. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're immune to being like tripped and, and stuff. Be fun, the more you know. I just can't imagine them ever being prone. They are immune to grappled, prone, and restrained. Cool, so this swarm of little robots is gonna walk forward, provoking an attack of opportunity from Kira, except that she has a bow out, but still provoking an attack of opportunity from Vargas. Uh, 17 on the die. 23. Uh, 23 will hit. 
That is five damage. All right, and that seems to all go through. But the uh, swarm of tiny robots bites and claws at uh, Vargas and Kira, and they both take four damage automatically, and I need fortitude saves from both of you. Fourteen for Vargas. All right. And how about Kira? Uh, 22. You both think you're okay right now, and Asher is up. Yeah, Asher was pretty pumped that he hit, and then this spike was lodged into it. Is it <laughs> now? I guess it's either clattered to the ground or yeah, I think is lodged into it. Fell out, I think, when the thing discorporated. Yeah, so Asher needs to retract it, which will essentially take his full turn. Uh, a move, a standard to retract, and a move to reattach the spike to the end of the barrel. Dope. <laughs> I'll shoot again next turn. Uh, but in the meantime, he can take a five-foot step back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Vargas is up in the middle of the swarm. Hey, Vargas is going to take a five-foot step to get out of the swarm. Do you know what? He's going to use uh, Shock and Grasp. So, roll to cast defensively. That is a 17 on the die, so he makes it. And... And that is an 18, so that is a 24 to hit. Um, a 24 will hit, but he is immune to magic. You will electricity? Oh. Yeah. So uh, just your normal physical damage. That is 7. Okay. And second thing, because I was able to take a 5 foot step, so I can get my full attack. That is with the minus... Ooh, on that, that is 18. Um, 18 will not hit. Okay, that is his turn then. All right. Uh, one thing that I did not realize is that in being immune to magic, uh, that grease spell could not have knocked the junk golem down. It actually um, effectively counts as haste on the what? junk golem as you have <laughs> greased its... Dope. Joints and bones. It was two rounds of it, so this is the final round of grease for oh the creature. God. Now Kira is up. Oh. <laughs> really uh, before she goes, can I roll an arcana check? I almost forgot again. Yeah. Okay. Let's so see if I can do better than bricks. Nope, that is a four on the die, so that's lower than his. <laughs> All right. Now Kira is up. Okay. Also gonna take a five foot step back out of the swarm, and then I don't really know what else to do. Uh, I guess I'll start with an arcana check, because I've seen everyone else do one, and I think Kira knows enough to copy everyone else on the very few knowledge skills that she has. Hey, oh, wait, no, okay. Uh, 15? Uh, 15 is just enough to identify it, not really any questions. What? And we, yes, yeah, we've, we've already, you spilled the beans on that one, okay. So, um, drop the bow. Okay, can I hit it at all with a sword, or is it just a penalty? I mean, you just literally can't hit it. You've seen Vargas hitting it with his fist. Um, this this is not like a, a fine swarm or a diminutive swarm where they're immune to weapon damage. Since these ones are tiny, you can still hit them. Great. Okay, so drop the bow, draw the sword, and we'll see how that goes. Oh, and rage. Also, we're going to rage because I can't. I cannot. And that's a one. So that's my turn. That's my turn. But hey, I'm mad now. That's fun. And Brixby. 
Well, uh, Brixby, after effectively hasting his ally, the Junk Golem, will turn on Asher, considering this was the plan the whole time. I cannot believe I just hasted our enemy. Um, I am Brixby. Oh, sold it. Uh, drops that wand, pulls out the wand of magic missile, but that's not going to do anything. He didn't succeed enough on his arcana check to know. Pull out his wand of magic missile and let go a salvo of magic missiles that won't do anything. Yeah, they just kind of hit the thing and don't affect it at all. That's force damage, Sam. Force damage is like always good. Except against things that are immune to magic. So, yeah. I'm just envisioning Brixby is doing like, no, let's try this, ah, let's try this, ah, um, situation, because he has no idea what this creature is or its capabilities. Uh, and uh, so, free action drop, uh, standard action shoot, move action away. <laughs> <laughs> And He's going to move east into the antechamber. And the cloud of little robots, recognizing Vargas as the only one who's doing damage to it, is going to swarm over Vargas. Yay. I guess Asher did damage before. Uh, so that's four damage and another fort save. All right. Hopefully I roll better than a seven this time, because I have a very high save. Uh, that is an 18. Uh, okay. You think you're all right. Um, I'm going to say, because I have no idea if a swarm has ever gotten haste before, I don't think they get an extra attack because their attacks are not attack rolls, they're just automatic damage. So, yeah, I don't think so either. So I think he would get extra move speed, but um, no extra attack. And uh, Asher is up. Asher, thankful for the swarm being clasp he's had for... Him only a few days, me for like a year, uh, <laughs> is going to level his auto grapple at this swarm of tiny robots and fire. And probably miss uh, with a 16 against, I don't even think this thing hits touch, regular swarm AC. It, AC might be lower now that it's a swarm. Ah, uh, 16 does not hit a uh, swarm AC. Cool. Uh, I look forward to trying again in two turns. <laughs> Seems like a, a real book one combat for us, gang. <laughs> we got Asher. Our... <laughs> Asher is, yeah, not not super pleased. If only this was evil, I would smite it. All right, that brings us to Vargas. Okay. Uh, this thing take AOOs. I don't think swarms can take AOOs. Because yeah, they have a reach normally of zero. they can't, but this thing seems weird. <laughs> uh, Vargas is going to. Uh, well, I'm already in Asher's way either way, so <laughs> I'm just going to back up ten feet and swing at it. Ooh, that is a nat twenty. All right. Well, swarms can't be crit, though. Yeah, swarms can't be crit, oh. but it's a hit. That's right, correct. Three on the die, so that is six points of damage, and I am an idiot. I could have uh, empowered my arm, and that would have been seven points of damage. But, oh well. Uh, I guess the last thing he does before he ends his turn is uses a swift action to spend another arcane point to empower his arm for the next attack. 
Alright, and that brings us to Kira. I'm gonna take a step back, try to hit it. Oh, I can't, no, that doesn't even make sense. I can just, I can just chill right here and hit it again. That is higher, 11 plus, what, 10? 21 to hit? 21 hits. Cool. Oh, 22 to hit. I keep forgetting. I have the adamantine weapon again. Um, oh, God. Okay, 5, 14 points of damage. Maybe. To the swarm. I don't remember how those work. You know what? You don't need to explain it. It's late. It's late. <laughs> yeah, the uh, swarm of tiny robots takes one last blow from the greatsword, and you catch a whole bunch of them at once. And the whole thing just kind of clatters down, and they're and it's tomorrow. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> New episode Good in night, two Sam. hours. Night, Sam. Okay, yeah. Night, Sam. Night, Sam. <laughs> You're such a trooper. That feels like a call-in sick day. Sorry, the podcast ran late. <laughs> I can't work today. I'm podcasted. <laughs> Hard against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. And, um... Gonna pop us back over to scrap wall entrance. Oh no, what did I do? I forgot all the other guys mm. also look like Clarence. Yeah. Where's Brixby? Oh, Brixby's dead. Oh, He's gone. <laughs> he didn't make it. He did his best when he entered melee. Stepped outside and a bird swooped down and got him. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'd like to think that Asher is now plagued, like he hit a chocobo in one of the, uh, what is the early Ocarina of Time games, where you just irritate oh, yeah. one bird and you become the, like, yeah, enmity of all birds. Oh, cuckoo. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, you hit him and then... Fair, we're going to meet somebody whose name is almost Setharoff. It makes sense that chocobo would be what he thought of first. <laughs> sure. No, my mind's in the Final Fantasy game now. Setharoff! <laughs>